When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The best comfort, just a fun thing he said. Come on, bitch, and shit it out all over this bed. Don't worry if they're turds. December 9th, 2020, coming up on the program today. Ladies just getting together to masturbate to images of the Holocaust. That's all. Plus, Mrs. Miller gets in on the Christmas spirit, jealous of hot black girls living in the city, and Santa cookies with a heart on. All coming up today. It's a guy. He's in the dirty underwear or something. I don't know. He's sniff freak. Beta! Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. I am an Oreo cookie. White on the inside, black on the outside. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Amazing. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Yes, Tim Henson back here with you for the Wednesday show. Got a great one for you today. You know that uh, guy that we feature... Every so often on the podcast, he uh, he's a gooner baiter. He has that podcast, podcasturbation. He even has a voicemail line where people can, you know, call in while they're masturbating. Well, his website is something like onania.org. And I never really thought about what that meant. I don't know if you guys know this, but onania is basically masturbation. The term is even derived from a word in the Bible. Onan or Onan, son of Judah, spilled his seed on the ground instead of, you know, loading up a bitch and impregnating her. He was a biblical baiter. In 1723, a pamphlet entitled Onania, or The Heinous Sin of Self-Pollution, was printed and circulated in London. Then here in the United States, it was reprinted a year later in Boston. It was a bestseller of its time. You're wondering what people in the 1700s were reading. They were reading masturbation pamphlets, apparently. 
You know, the term bestseller indicates that uh, people actually paid for these pamphlets. They paid to read about how evil masturbation is. It's nice that that gooner baiter has taken the word back, made it something positive. And he's not the only one, as Boy Pussy Jones found out. Apparently, there is a movie called The Onania Club. And boy, is it DV worthy. I'm going to walk you through the teaser trailer here. It's only 41 seconds long, uh, and I will provide a link on the show notes today because this is posted on YouTube. A woman uh, is walking into a very large, nice house. A woman greets her and smiles, and then they sit down and watch footage of 9-11 on the television. Oh, the Twin Towers are burning. You can hear some moaning and giggling. Yes, all the women who are gathered in the living room watching this are now masturbating. Masturbating to a plane crashing into the World Trade Center. Oh, look at this. Right on the screen, it says, From the creator of the Human Centipede Trilogy. Oh, this all makes sense now. trailer is just women masturbating fingering themselves to tragedy this great tragedy now that was the teaser trailer i have um one that's a bit longer here let's see what this is all about so hannah would you like to tell me why you're here today all right looks like this woman hannah is uh going to the shrink tell me why you're here today yeah i can't stop masturbating to thoughts of the holocaust is that normal Oh, I need to see this movie. I should have been so happy. She has a family here. They had it all. But I had this this terrible secret. I'm guessing the secret is that, you know, she needs to look at horrible things to get off. And sure enough, uh, the next scene is of her and her husband eating dinner. She's looking at the television, which is playing some sort of awful black and white footage. Yeah, you can hear very faintly the mention of um, gas chamber. Boy, did I call this one, right? Holocaust stuff. Yes, from the writer and director of the Human Centipede trilogy. What happened with Mike? He was in a really bad accident. He lost his leg. I'm sorry, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> She's coming. She's orgasming. Hannah. Hannah, I'm telling you how my husband just lost his leg in a tragic accident. <gasps> stop. You got to stop. He's never going to walk again. He's going to have to roll around in a wheelchair. He's going to have stumps for legs. Stumps. Stumps for legs. Oh, yeah. This chick is whacked the fuck out. I love it. Hannah. She's masturbating in the public toilet. I formed the Onania Club. We'd like you to join. What do you do at these meetings? <laughs> we watch footage of that black guy getting choked out by cops. And then we finger blast each other. Uh, uh, We're watching 
some sort of tragedy on the screen. <laughs> yeah, people are crying. These women are masturbating to that. I think they traveled to a third world country. Looks like some sort of natural disaster has wreaked havoc on their village. And these uppity rich white bitches with their floppy hats land and they're like, oh my God, this is so hot. just see women masturbating an old lady pointing a gun there's just like a lot of imagery you you can't really tell what's going on because this is an audio podcast but just understand that this movie looks fantastic again i urge you all to check out the show notes and watch the trailers thank you so much boy pussy jones what a great find i did a quick search to see uh if this was playing on any streaming service it doesn't look like it i don't even know if you can buy this thing But we need to find a copy, and uh, this is going to be the next Distorted View shitty night at the movies. Need to group watch that thing. Uh, You know, a couple weeks ago, I was very excited to learn that a new Mrs. Miller album was coming out full of never-before-heard songs, alternate takes, you know, a must-listen for any Mrs. Miller fan. Now, Mrs. Miller died in, I don't know, like the 60s or 70s or something. So it's very rare that we get new Mrs. Miller music. The album is Christmas-themed. Makes it super timely for us. It's called A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller. I actually have a few clips here. First up, Mrs. Miller sings Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Take four. I'm guessing she fucked up some of the reindeer names. And Donner and Blitzen. Oh yeah, this is you know the beginning of the song when when uh, all the reindeer names are listed. What do you recall? <laughs> the most famous reindeer of all, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, has a very shiny nose. <laughs> Person on the organ's having fun. Pearl over there is just letting loose on her church organ. Let's listen to some other tracks here. I love Mrs. Miller because she's got that Miss Piggy thing happening with her voice. <laughs> and then sometimes she gets a little sloppy with the singing. She starts slurring. Especially when she like um, can't remember the lyrics to the song. Here's another track. This is Joy to the World. Joy to the world is sung. I thought it was like joy to the world. Da, 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 da. Let her her king. Let her I just envision her whole body shaking. Like she's a time bomb getting ready to explode. Ah, 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 
sitting on a washing machine or something. There's a few um, non-Christmas songs as like an added bonus. She sings Blue Velvet. My Heart in San Francisco, The Weekend of a Private Secretary, and then right back to uh, some Christmas songs. I'm not going to play all of them. There's tons of them here. Here's just one more. This is Here Comes Take Santa me. Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Vitsen and Blitzen and all the reindeer pulling on the how much I like Mrs. Miller. If you want to check it out, uh, there's some of these songs on YouTube. Just search for uh, a Christmas gift from Mrs. Miller and you can hear some of the tracks there. Hey, one of our new favorite Utards is back with a video. Um, Marshall Mathers IV. Last time he was talking about uh, some of his fetishes, like his top four fetishes or whatever. Uh, this time, I, I don't think he's talking about sex. Something much more important. Hey guys, it's Marshall Mathers IV here. Back here. <laughs> Every time. Every time he starts a video, it sounds more and more depressed. He can barely form words anymore. Hey guys, hey guys it's Marshall Mathers the fourth here, back to you today with another video. And in today's video, I'm going to talk about the fact that I wish that cities would have never existed. Okay. And it honestly pisses me the fuck off and i hate the fact what a weird thing to have strong opinions about fucking pisses me off we have cities what what would he prefer villages just like a series of huts that cities ever existed in the first fucking place that they were ever made or thought of or that anyone even however many years ago when even the first city in america was made or probably like 50 years ago created that someone somewhere had the idea in their brain to build a city what could possibly be wrong with the city does he just prefer like the more rural life and i mean it honestly just enrages me thinking about that and i'm so frustrated because I never got to be raised in the city myself. Oh, so it's a jealousy thing. And I would have loved to more than anything. I wish so badly that I would have been raised in the city since I was pretty much a baby. You wish you were raised in the city, but then you also wish cities never existed. Like so many other people have the unfair advantage, privilege, and experience compared to me. <clears throat> of being raised in a city in what yikes i think i know where he's going with this um you know when you live in a large city you've got more opportunities better jobs there's more people you could potentially date that's probably where he's really going with this more women for him to creep the fuck out but you know there's a lot of people who grew up in small towns i grew up in a small town and look at me now 
living in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is technically a big city. I mean, it's not like New York or Chicago, but it's up there. Not like a little town or something. We got them skyscrapers here. Them big, long cement suspension bridges. You know, it's difficult for a lot of people to to move from a a small town to a a city. You got to really put your mind to it, but you can do it. You save up, you move, you take a leap of faith, you move to a big city, or you, you know, you go to college, and there's a lot of, or get, you know, apply for jobs in the big city. People can do it. People have done it. Marshall Mathers can't do it, though. He's too fucked in the head. I don't know what type of mental illnesses he has, but he also has, like, no job, no employable skills. He, he has no ambition. That's why he's not living in the city right now. And... It not only makes me extremely jealous and envious of those people, regardless of their white, black, Asian, Mexican. He always brings race into this. Muslim, Indian, or whatever their race is. Muslim. I hate every single one of those people (laughs) equally. I don't know how he managed to stretch this video out to 44 minutes. But he did. He did 44 minutes on why he wishes cities never existed. Let me just fast forward to like the 15 minute mark. And, you know, not only that, but I feel like and even more so know that black Americans also get some sort of high from even (laughs) just driving through a city. Like, for example, (laughs) I yeah, black people get off driving in the city. A lot of really fine ass looking black women on Instagram because oh I knew this would turn into a rant about black women and you know fetishes and stuff that is the race of women that I personally am mostly attracted to and strongly attracted to myself and whenever I click on their Instagram profile picture these damn bitches are from cities and see their Instagram story or whatever they always have to show off, brag, and boast about the environment they're raised in. They always have to take little videos or little... This guy needs to understand, like, that's what Instagram is. It's not real life. You follow people on Instagram and it's like, they don't have a care in the world. They're going to cool places, eating expensive foods. They're all airbrushed and pretty. It's fake. I love seeing high school friends or, you know, friends that I know to this day. They post on Instagram and it's like, who are these people? Not the people I know. I just got done text messaging you. You're depressed. You're suicidal because you lost your job and you think your boyfriend's cheating on you. Yet there they are on Instagram in matching Christmas sweaters, kissing each other with their dogs in their perfect house. You know, it's it's bullshit. This is the problem with Marshall Mathers. I think someone just needs to explain to him and show him how the world works. Isn't there a nice black girl out there that would be willing to take one for the team? Mika, are you listening to the show right now? I know you're black and you're a woman. Can you just help this guy out, please? Let him throw it in you. Put a smile on his face. On the opposite end of the spectrum over there on YouTube is Brian. Brian Roper loves fucking life. He couldn't be happier. You know why? Because he's got a hobby that's fulfilling to him. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to Brian Roper's Plastic Chair World. This guy is absolutely bananas, cuckoo crazy bananas, about outdoor plastic chairs. I just did. I'm sorry. I shit you not. Brian Roper loves chairs. As a matter of fact, one of his videos is titled his top 25 plastic chairs. Hello, today we're going to count down my top 25 plastic chairs of 2018. Oh, you can hear the excitement in his voice. I'm looking at some of these chairs. Some of them are extra wide for for fat people. There's actually 26 plastic chairs here. He has so many favorite chairs. His 25 top chairs are actually 26. He could not narrow them down. 26, the Luxor Highback Chair. Number 25, the U.S. Leisure Big and Tall. Number 24, the Beams Highback Chair. Number 23, the Syraco Medieval Looking Chair. Number 22, the Groflex Madres Club Chair. Number 21, the Rubbermaid Highback Chair. He knows all the... All the names and model numbers. Number 20, the Adams Highback Chair. Number 19, the Groflex Miami Highback. Number 18, the Groflex... To me, they all look the same. Groflex Pacific Fanback Chair. Number 17, the Lawnware Fanback Highback Chair. Number 16, the Groflex Fiji Highback Chair. Number 15... It it goes on and on. You're not going to recognize any of these names. Here's another video. This is Visiting Plastic Chair Heaven. That's his nickname for his backyard where he has set up some of his favorite plastic chairs. We're up here at Plastic Chair Heaven uh, for obvious reasons. It's called that. Uh, Named after Bicycle Heaven in Pittsburgh where the guy who collects bicycles has the biggest shop in the world. So let's start down here with the low backs. We got Warner Fanback, Sarko Deluxe Fanback, Pro Garden Mountain Chairs, Yuri United Chairs, Adams Manufacturing Chairs, Sarko... He just shows off his plastic chairs in the videos. Dare I play you another one of his videos? So right here I have the Sarko Deluxe Chair, Deluxe yeah. Fanback, Rio Deluxe, Tropical Deluxe. Basically, profits went up, they changed the design, made it more complex and more expensive. Let's see what monoblock plastic chair is the best, the most successful product mankind has ever created. <laughs> it's the pinnacle achievement of mankind. Does this guy know we sent a fucking man to the moon? Still doesn't hold a candle to the monoblock plastic chair. How many people have been on the moon? Like five or six or something like that? You know how many fat asses have plopped down on a monoblack plastic chair? Millions of people. What's really interesting is he's got multiple channels. He's also, I mean, this guy's obviously autistic, right? He uh, is obsessed with power lines. (laughs) He's going to end up dead. He's also really into trains, as are a lot of autistic people. Uh, He has train tracks in his yard. He's, He's building some cars and stuff for his train tracks. A very uh, interesting guy, but you know what? It sounds like he's having a great time. He's not like that Marshall Mathers guy just moping around in the woods. This dude's keeping himself occupied. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I'm fucked up news right now. I can't believe this, but there is a Wikipedia entry for monoblock. It's not monoblock. It's monoblock chair. The monoblock chair is a lightweight, stackable polypropylene chair, usually white in color, often described as the world's most common plastic chair. It's very inexpensive to produce, only $3.50. So it's the most affordable chair across the world. 
Millions have been manufactured in countries including Russia, Taiwan, Australia, Mexico, and of course, the good old U.S. of A. It doesn't have pieces. It's just one giant piece. It's injection molded from thermo. Oh, I can't believe I'm getting into this now. You know, that's why it's so cheap. It's just one piece. You know, you know, the screw stuff together, glue stuff together. It's just it's just one hunk of plastic and it's very inexpensive to produce. You know what else is inexpensive? The Sideshow TV's member site where you get full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week we do exclusive shows just for paying members. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and tomorrow I'm going to have another one for you. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Other ways to support the show, we do have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there and get some perks. Like if you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line. The whole thing. Check it out. Patreon.com slash distortedview. Thank you so much to my patrons and Sideshow members. You guys are the reason this show is able to continue. So, again, thank you so much. Three very quick stories now. First up, Target is in trouble. It's a Christmas controversy. Well, it's a controversy only if you're a complete idiot. Target has found itself in the middle of a minor controversy after a woman posted a photo of the Santa-dipped chocolate sandwich cookies it's selling. Some people feel these cookies are inappropriate because it looks like Santa has a big fat dong. You can call me dong baiter because that's what I am. Santa is not a dong baiter. And also, it's obvious that that's not really Santa's dong on the cookie. The dong drips, man, and I'm going to fucking bait it. That's you. That's fine. Santa's dong is not dripping. This is Santa Claus you're talking about. I want you to apologize to him. Santa's not a pervert like you. I want to fuck his throat like a fucking pussy and uh, give him a fucking load. Well, I'm sure Santa will accept that apology. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about here. Uh, That was a call to the wet meat masturbation line. Back to the story, though. I mean, you can uh, judge for yourself. Look at the chapter artwork. Does that look like Santa's penis? I'm talking about the third cookie, the bottom cookie. For those of you that can't see the artwork, there are three cookies in this package. The first cookie is like Santa's face. The second cookie, which is packaged below, is like Santa's midsection, or, you know, Santa's suit. And then at the bottom, there's like Santa's boots. And the feet are, are kind of like together, and they're rounded. So those would be the balls. That's what the woman is seeing. Santa's feet are the balls. And then as we travel up on the cookie, Santa's legs are the shaft. And then at the, the very top, we're looking at the bottom of Santa's pants, which are the, which is like that, like, like cotton balls, you know? You know, the, like the white fluffy bottom part to his legs. And that's like the, the head of the penis. Like you really have to squint or be really horny to, to see a dick there. Well, maybe like the, the cotton, the little fluffiness is, is supposed to be cum coming out of the, the dick. I don't know. Take a look. I'll make it today's uh, featured image over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. Quote, someone in my allergy group, ugh, right, just posted this. She belongs to a Facebook allergy group. Middle-aged women are so fucking boring. All right, someone in my allergy group just posted this asking if the brand was safe for school. 
I guess they just wanted to make sure that uh, the cookies were nut-free. Black nut juice is good, but I got to say, Negro nut cream, way better. Not that kind of nut. God, everyone just needs to get laid. Fucking dog mater. Oh, this guy again. Oh, fucking dog mater. Fucking dog mater. Oh, I'm going to come. Okay. Oh, fuck. Can I finish my story now? Okay. Hang up. The woman who posted this thing on Facebook was named Susie Fromer. She posted along uh, a side a photo of the cookies. Uh, Target was selling the cookies for $3.99. The post has since been deleted. That bottom cookie should be on the naughty list, someone commented. I think the bottom cookie is what you see if you lift the middle cookie up and look under Santa's tummy. Oh, my God. You guys are so clever. Nicole Miller, a stay-at-home mother, of course, from Knoxville, Tennessee, purchased the cookies and loved them before the other people tipped her off to the image, which was eye-opening to say it doesn't look like a dick. Good God. My friends pointed out Santa's boots, which I then couldn't unsee. Obviously, Target was alerted to this. And you know, like, whenever Target is in trouble for, like, stocking something that is controversial... They usually will issue a press release or a comment to news outlets saying, oh, my God, we're so sorry. We've pulled these items from the shelves. You know, it was uh, it was unintentional. We apologize. It'll never happen again. This time they're like, huh, okay, I get if that's what you see. Cool. Y'all need to get your head checked, bitch. Where's that clip of me going? You need to get your head checked, bitch. I can't find it. So you'll have to settle for a live performance today. Here's what Target said. Uh, We have not received any feedback directly on this item. Uh, The design is intended to represent Santa's boots. Dot, 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 duh. We appreciate the feedback and we'll take it into consideration moving forward. Like, no, we're not going to pull the cookies this time. Y'all are fucking retarded, Target added. All right, uh, second story we have for you today. A customer upset that the donut flavor he wanted wasn't available at Dunkin'. That is super annoying, by the way. You're a you're a donut shop. This is like the one thing you need to have in stock. I never want to see that you're out of like fucking cream filled donuts. At the worst, you should be like, I'm sorry, we're currently out. We're making them now, though. They'll be ready in five minutes. It should never be like, oh, we're out of them for the day. Bitch, it's not like you got a uh, you know tons of other stuff to do. <laughs> Just, you're, you're there to make the donuts. So yeah, this guy was pissed. As you can tell, I've I've had this experience many times. Hitting a nerve with this fat ass. All right. A customer upset that the donut flavor he wanted wasn't available at a Dunkin' Donuts location in Georgia stabbed a 17-year-old employee. The news story calls this man a criminal. I call him a hero. I bet your staff there will be a little more diligent about keeping all the flavors in stock from now on. The incident happened just after 6 p.m. on Saturday. All right, well, in Duncan's defense, it was kind of late for this man to be demanding donuts. That's a that's an AM treat. It all went down inside of a Duncan in Union City, Georgia, about 20 miles southwest of Atlanta. The teen employee told police a man in the drive-thru grew angry. <laughs> this happened through the, in the drive-thru? All right, and then he walked into the Duncan and promptly stabbed the bitch. 
All right. Uh, the teen employee told police a man in the drive-thru grew angry due to him not being able to get what he wanted. This annoys me with the news. Like, just tell us. What, what did he want? What donut was so important to him that he's willing to, to knife a 17-year-old? The customer left, but then returned a short time later. Yeah, this guy drove away, and then he really got thinking about it. And he just got more and more angry. You know what? They really should have that fucking donut. It's no excuse. So, yeah, the customer left, then came back uh, and began arguing with the worker, according to police. They both engaged in a physical dispute between each other. And once that happened, uh, then he, the suspect here, pulled out a knife. Union City Police Officer Jerome Turner said, Officers who responded to the restaurant found the worker on the floor with a stab wound to her left arm. Her. This insane man knifed a 17-year-old girl because they didn't have the right donuts. The teen declined being taken to the hospital, but she's expected to be okay. Part of the incident was captured on surveillance video and also on video from a witness. Although the suspect got away, he left one of his tennis shoes at the scene. I have the video here uh, of the altercation. But it's censored by the news. And he is waving that knife around like crazy. I love the... Stop! Come on! Stop it! sounds like an underreaction, doesn't it? I mean, this guy is waving weaponry around. Employees are just kind of whining. Uh, officials released surveillance images Tuesday in the hopes of identifying the suspect. Quote, we just don't want him showing up at another Dunkin' Donuts, especially if they are out of his favorite flavor uh, or any other business or anywhere in public and having the temper where he can make this kind of assault, Turner said. Anyone with information on the incident is asked to call the police department. Crime steppers, you know. All right, uh, final story we have for you today. This one just happens to come from... California! That's right! California! In California! 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 Love the song. So catchy. Two California mega churches have continued to defy the state's coronavirus ban on indoor worship service. They found a pretty good loophole, though. They just decided to rebrand themselves as strip clubs. That's right. In California, strip clubs are allowed to be open, but not churches. That's why the Awakened Church in San Diego and Godspeak Calvary Chapel had both declared themselves strip clubs after their pastors took off a tie before their congregation. Whoa! Leave a little to the imagination, fellas. Again, strip clubs are currently allowed indoor patrons under California law. Pastor Jurgen Mathias, or something, of Awaken declared the church was now Awaken Family Friendly Strip Club in an Instagram video. I feel like the name of that church alone is going to cause more problems than it's worth. The police really need to investigate that. A family-friendly strip club, eh? Where we strip the devil of his hold. Oh, it's the fun little play on words there. Where we strip the devil of his hold, power, and authority over people's lives. God Speaks Pastor Rob McCoy made a similar declaration attacking so-called government tyranny. 
Quote, those that are abused are being quarantined with their abusers. A drama queen, right? The elderly are lonely and isolated for no reason. No one gets to attend the funerals of their loved ones. It's our responsibility to support folks, he said. By the way, there's like footage of uh, one of these pastors stripping down, you know, taking off his jacket and his tie. And like you see the audience, the congregation. No one's wearing masks. This is part of the problem. This is why churches aren't allowed to be open, because the people that go to churches are morons. They're like, when we're in church, God is protecting us. We're in his house. He doesn't want us to wear masks. Meanwhile, the people that go to strip clubs are like, you're telling me I can still see titty. All I have to do is wear a fucking mask. Okay, I'll do it. They have no problems following the rules as long as it means they get an eyeful of vag. The strip club reference followed a comment by former Arizona governor and Republican presidential contender Mike Huckabee, who made the suggestion that churches rebrand after a California judge ruled that strip clubs could remain open, but churches could not. The Supreme Court recently ordered California judges to re-examine the situation, so either strip clubs could be shutting down or churches could be reopening. Meanwhile, thousands of people across the United States continue to die of COVID-19 each week, with more than 285,000 people killed since the start of the pandemic. This isn't some, like, U.S. propaganda shit. You know, this is a, a news story from Australia about the U.S. Australia is just so fucking smug right now because they've got, like, no cases, right? I think they have, like, a total of 50 cases in that whole stupid country. Meanwhile, what, we got 225... Wait, I'm sorry. 225,000 new cases yesterday. Maybe the problem is strip clubs. As always, we're doing great here in the U.S. All right, there you go. Uh, That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Yes, this is the part of the show where I get to hear from you guys. Uh, Love playing your voicemails. Our voicemail line is 206-666-4463. Don't freak out if I don't play your calls right away. I'm backed up a bit, as always. Uh, If you would like your calls played right away, though, and you... uh, Pledge $5 to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view. I will play your calls first because you'll get access to a special voicemail line. I already told you about that. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention because I didn't talk about it today. The distorted view store is open chock full of new merchandise. That's another way to support uh, the program. Hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, even puzzles now. Check it out. Lots of fun stuff over there. Store.distortedview.com. Yes, caller. Yes, caller. Hello. Lady Freak is getting off to my voice. Oh, That's right. Oh, wait for me. Yes. Oh, she said breast strong, by the way. She was like, breast. You're my breast. No, it's breast. That's how you say it. You want to talk like Timmy Boo? Hey, Tim. Uh, I could look this up myself, you know, just Google it or something. But when you were talking about the double O batteries on the sideshow. Yes. Uh, made me wonder, why aren't there B batteries? You got like double A's, triple A's, oh, my friend. B cell, D cell batteries. There are. Or at least there was. 
I know I have looked this up before. This is something dumb that would have, uh, you know, consumed some of my day. <laughs> this is the type of stuff I, I look up on the internet. Let me look it up again because uh, I swear to God there was a B battery. In 1924, industry and government representatives meant to figure out a naming system for all the cells and batteries. They decided to base it around the alphabet, dubbing the smallest cells uh, batteries A, and from there it went to B, C, and D. There was also a number six battery that was larger than the others and pretty commonly used. When smaller batteries came along, they were designated AA and AAA. So, like, uh, at first, they thought A was the smallest batteries, and then the B was slightly larger, C was larger than B, and then, of course, D was the largest. Oh, I guess number six batteries are larger than all of them. But uh, And then AA batteries came, and they were even smaller. But they're like, well, we already have an A battery, so we'll just name this one AA. And then uh, an even tinier battery came along, and it was AAA. So... These newer batteries were the right size for the growing consumer electronics industry, so they caught on. Now, while you typically won't see either A or B batteries on American store shelves, apparently they're still out there in the wild. Apparently, A batteries were used in early model laptop battery packs and some hobby battery packs. As for B batteries, uh, they are still sometimes used in Europe for lanterns and bicycle lamps, but according to Energizer... Their popularity is dwindling there, too, and they may be completely discontinued. As for the O batteries that uh, he was talking about in the voicemail, we read a story about a, uh, a new battery. This is like a Wi-Fi-enabled battery created by a furry. He put this Wi-Fi battery in uh, an anal vibrator and then shoved the vibrator up his asshole. Apparently, you can control the voltage of the battery through the Wi-Fi chip, and he somehow linked that up to Twitter, had a Twitter poll set up. Every time someone liked his tweet, his prostate massager would vibrate, and then if you, like, retweeted the tweet, would send more intense pulses to his prostate. This is how scientific developments come about in the year 2020. Furry researchers just looking to get off anally. Jesus Christ, why won't this year just fucking end already? All right, let's do one more Patreon call here. Hey, Jimmy Boo. It's your favorite little baby faggot calling in. Hi, little baby faggot. Uh, on the nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee controversy, I am 45 years old. And for 45 of those years... I thought it was nobody does it like Sarah Lee as well. Yeah, right. I mean, so I'm in the same club as you. Of course. Fuck the haters. Keep good work. Love they should really just go ahead and and change the slogan officially because that's what everyone believes. That's what makes sense. It's a better slogan. Hey Tim, this is Ryan from Oregon. Yo, I was listening to the show today on October eighth, and you were talking about a story about a guy that was giving away his sperm to people that wanted to get pregnant. Yeah, he was just it was a charity. Well, when I was, let's see, I was 17, and I was chatting online on AOL Instant Messenger, <laughs> and somehow this woman, I guess this lesbian couple, got a hold of me and wanted me to provide a sample of my semen for them and drop it off at a library in a cup for them to get pregnant, I guess. <laughs> and they had like a whole um, bunch of papers ready so that I wouldn't have to um, give them 
any um i would have to be responsible yeah. for it or anything were they gonna pay you for this at least it was very weird i never did it but yeah. i thought about it i mean i wouldn't be against it i mean you're helping people out that's nice but i would like to be compensated for my trouble throw a few bucks my way my sperm's worth something by the way, if anyone, you know, if any lesbian couple needs some sperm, I'd be happy to donate if you're Sideshow members. Oh, that's right. It's another Sideshow exclusive perk. Get Tim Henson's creamy spunk. Use it to make a baby. Or don't. I don't care what you do with it. Facial cream. Put it in cocktails. Gross out your roommates. Whatever. Again, once it leaves my cock, I don't care what you do with that stuff. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. A voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-